Well, I mean, the mind is actually the most important sex organ. Well, if that's true, then can the mind help cure erectile dysfunction? Hey guys, it's Kevin Francis here from Man Up Malaysia and in this episode, we'll be exploring the link between mental health and erectile dysfunction. So if you're experiencing some sort of erectile dysfunction and you're wondering if that's psychological, well, we'll find out more with my special guest today. He's a consultant psychiatrist and addiction specialist, presently a professor at the Clinical School of the International Medical University and an honorary consultant psychiatrist at Hospital Tuanku Jaffa, Suramban. He's also a visiting consultant psychiatrist at Asunta Hospital and the Mind Faculty in Mount Chiara, Kuala Lumpur. If you're ready, it's time to man up with Dr. Philip George. Hey, Dr. Phil, thank you for being on the show. You know, I wanted to title the show Think and Grow Big. Just a play on on the motivational book Think and Grow Rich. But seriously, is it as simple as that to get an erection? Well, I mean, the mind is actually the most important sex organ. You know, mm. we often fail to realize that uh, actually 70% of, uh, you know, intimacy is really related to the one organ, which is the mind. And the other 30% is, you know, your genitals and, you know, maybe some of the other things that you uh, find uh, erotic or you know, uh, sensuous. Uh, but really, the mind is the main organ behind, you know, good sexual function. You know, you have to be in a right frame of mind, uh, you know, and that's reliant on many different factors, your underlying factors, as well as, you know, your current issues. Or, you know, if you have an illness and that interferes with your you know, mental health and uh, also even your physical health, then that can definitely uh, have an impact on your sexual function as well. Of course, your environment plays a role, uh, the people you're with, uh, so your partner, you know, your relationship. So it's not just, you know, at the moment function sort of thing. It's a buildup uh, that is incorporating a holistic, you know, sort of influence. And uh, of that, then, of course, you have your hormones and the hormones that often come into play include your, you know, uh, your testosterone, uh, which determines maybe your sexual need and, you know, your libido. Uh, but that is also influenced by many other hormones uh, like your oxytocin, which is, you know, stimulated by hugging and intimacy and mm -hmm. then your, you know, corticosteroid. So it's a host of different things, really. Wow, that's certainly a lot of things going on in our body and in our mind. Well, Dr. Phil, as we encourage more men to take ED seriously, maybe we can start with how damaging is erectile dysfunction to our mental health? Uh, so actually, mental disorders and erectile dysfunction have a huge link uh, you know, between the two. Uh, mental disorders can be causative for erectile dysfunction in about 10 to 20 percent uh, of cases. And mental disorders can also be the result of erectile dysfunction. You know, so there's two ways that can happen. It can be direct or indirect. Um, so, for example, those with uh, erectile dysfunction are known to have higher risk of developing mental health issues like low self-esteem and depression and maybe even anxiety. And it can be indirect in the way that, you know, 
people with low testosterone levels can actually have erectile dysfunction and low testosterone levels can cause major depression as well. <clears throat> so, yeah, in fact, I recently had a patient who, due to a motor vehicle accident, uh, had serious in injury to his genitalia and uh, <clears throat> he had to remove both his testes. And, uh, you know, although he could continue with life normally in most other areas or domains, he was of considerable low mood and low self-esteem. And his wife described him as a changed man. She came to accept that he's unable to have any sexual libido or desire or uh, erection, but he has become resigned and, you know, remorsed and having, you know, uh, all the symptoms of major depression. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. So that's a typical example uh, of what can happen in people who have erectile dysfunction leading to mental health problems. Yes, physical damage and accidents like the case you mentioned is a high risk for erectile dysfunction. But Dr. Phil, what are the other common causes and those related to psychological issues? Age can also be a factor uh, for why people develop erectile dysfunction. Uh, our hormones start to you know, reduce our functionality, also reduces. So there's a degeneration in most activities. Uh, there are psychological factors that cause ED as well. And that can be, you know, things that stem even from childhood. For example, childhood abuse or sexual abuse. Uh, but that's not as common as maybe things that are in the present, like stress. So stress can be, you know, job-related, money-related, or even marital. Uh, they can be, you know, marital issues. Uh, it can be anxiety. So once a man experiences erectile dysfunction, he may actually be overly worried that the problem will happen again. So he has this anticipatory anxiety. Uh, and this can lead to performance anxiety or fear of sexual failure. Uh, and this is a vicious cycle. It constant, consistently then leads to, you know, erectile dysfunction. Uh, guilt, guilt is another factor. The man may actually feel guilty that he's not satisfying his partner and that, you know, as I mentioned, 70% of sex is from the main organ, which is the brain. And so if that's playing in the mind, then it's definitely going to interfere with his ability to, you know, maintain or have an erection as well. Depression is a common cause of erectile dysfunction. In fact, the depression affects a person physically and psychologically. Uh, it can cause uh, ED when a man is completely comfortable in sexual situations. You know? So uh, sometimes even drugs that are used to treat depression may also uh, trigger erectile dysfunction as well. So, you know, all these are things that need to be explored. There is also low self-esteem. And, you know, this could be due to prior episodes of erectile dysfunction. That's a feeling of inadequacy. Uh, it can be a result of other issues unrelated to sexual performance. So low self-esteem can also be an influence. And sometimes it can be a matter of indifference. Um, you know, it may come as a result of age and subsequent loss of interest in sex and also maybe the result of numerous other medical conditions or medications or even problems stemming from the couple's relationship issues. You know, so, yeah, all men at one time or another may experience erectile dysfunction. Uh, if the problem is persistent, then 
uh, that means you know it occurs more than half the time uh, or it becomes a source of distress for you or your partner then you should be concerned and then you should be looking for medical advice and you know assessment and treatment well i guess dr phil the problem is it's hard to tell when it's a persistent problem or when we are going through a phase of maybe stress with work or relationship what about for those times when it seems like a one off you know feeling to get it hard would that be a concern so very often if it's a one off it may not actually be a dysfunction dysfunction means is a disorder that means it's a continuous problem um, you know so the occasional one off may be actually compatible with normality normal life you know because we go through emotional stress and anxiety and all of this can actually have an influence as well but if it's actually becoming more frequent and also then interfering with your relationship it's interfering with your partner's you know uh, quality of sexual relationship uh, and you know then it is a disorder that needs to be addressed well dr phil we'll let you take that call in case it's something important but for our viewers and listeners stick around because we're going to talk about porn next with dr phil all right dr phil is back with us and we're going to talk about porn now dr phil does porn help men with ed or does pornography actually cause erectile dysfunction while erectile dysfunction usually mostly affects older men a study conducted in Italy found that an increase in internet pornography viewing among teenage boys can actually cause sexual anorexia or pathological loss of appetite for romantic sexual interactions and you know that then will lead to erectile dysfunction but you know studies have been done following that and they've somewhat debunked the theory but have acknowledged that it may not actually help especially if it's an excess mm. so you know it can influence a man's sexual appetite but in excess it can actually reduce that appetite this can make it difficult for them to achieve an erection or even have an orgasm with a sexual partner you know another factor is pornography can create unrealistic expectations of what sex should look like and what your partner should look like or able to do you know because it's it's all acting and for lots of men you know uh, pornography can then engender shame if they feel they're not living up to the standards of an actor you know the actor is you know maybe has erection you know after a few seconds again and so in the end i think it's about a balance and avoiding overindulgence is definitely you know uh, important in ensuring good sexual function well that's our first key takeaway from this episode you know for viewers and listeners don't set yourself up for unrealistic expectations by taking the cue from the porn actors now dr phil what would you recommend for treatment in terms of therapy well i would like to suggest that the first point of call for any sexual dysfunction after all the medical causes have been excluded of course is you know you with a therapist with a sex therapist uh sex therapy would uh, you know be useful for treating erectile dysfunction if especially if a man is able to have a normal erection during sleep which then suggests that it's not a physical problem it's more of a psychological problem sex therapy may also be helpful when erectile dysfunction is caused by stress 
you know, if it's re resulting from work or worries or financial worries or, or relationship issues. So, you know, looking at therapy for relationships um, and maybe even poor sexual communication. You know, uh, in these cases, especially sex therapy, maybe the best treatment option. The problem is we often look at a quick fix. And, you know, when that happens, it may help for that moment, but then it becomes a new norm mm. and you never resolve the real underlying issue. And that real underlying issue may not just be causing a sexual dysfunction. It may be causing a multitude of other issues in your life, you know, intimacy problems, relationship issues, even quality of work. You know, you're, you're actually sweeping everything else under the carpet just for that one blue pill to help with that moment. Mm -hmm. you know? So, yeah, so I would think it's best to treat it holistically. Well, that's another good takeaway from Dr. Phil. You know, don't just treat the symptoms, but also treat it holistically. Maybe it's something psychological. Now, Dr. Phil, uh, I'm not speak speaking for everyone, but I personally don't know a sex therapist. Uh, how do we find a sex therapist in Malaysia? Or could we go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist? Yeah, so among psychiatrists, uh, I know I have a colleague who's actually done his subspecialty in sex, uh, sexual disorders and sex therapy. Uh, but most psychiatrists have been trained in managing the common sex disorders or dysfunctions. Uh, psychologists, clinical psychologists are also trained in dealing with this. And there are some clinical psychologists in Malaysia who have focused specifically on sex therapy and relationship counseling as well. Uh, so yeah, there are some therapists in Malaysia that are uh, you know are available to help with this area. What about yourself, Dr. Phil? Have you seen uh, many patients with ED? Well, I personally haven't seen that many people with erectile dysfunction or, or uh, sexual dysfunction. Uh, I may have had maybe about 10 or 15 cases throughout my career um, and most of them, well, one, uh, they were happy to know that, you know, there was maybe a psychological thing that could be attended to and, uh, uh, you know, sort of uh, help with their progress and uh, improvement. Uh, but very often in sex therapy, we require the partner also to be involved in the therapy mm -hmm. sessions. Uh, and that sometimes I find a challenge because there's still a lot of taboo uh, prejudice and you know stigma about discussing these things mm -hmm. and uh, when we do get the partner involved though uh, I think we find actually better outcomes so there have been actually some uh, positive outcomes in some of the cases that I've managed especially when the partner was involved. Another good advice there from Dr. Phil if you're going to see a therapist to treat your erectile dysfunction you know bring your partner along because it's not just an individual problem it also affects your partner or your spouse so another good takeaway there from uh, Dr. Phil. Uh, Doc, what would your advice be for men who's experiencing erectile dysfunction, uh, struggling with their relationship in the bedroom, and also struggling to deal with it when you know when it's just not happening uh, during sex? Well, I think the first important thing is to identify that you know sexual uh, dysfunction does not mean relationship, uh, you know, destruction. We cannot correlate correlate the two. Intimacy does not necessarily only have to be sexual function. Uh, 
it can be even the touch the hug the you know the bonding together so maintaining intimacy is just as important as you know having a good sexual relationship and then having open communication about your sexual function discussing with your partner that these are things that are you know causing some anxiety for you and you want to know what your partner feels and thinks about it and then you want to look at okay what can we do to assess <clears throat> and do your own audit identify are there recent things that have happened in your life that may be triggering this are there some medical problems that you need to attend to who do you go and see to just rule out you know some of the more common medical causes for this and then if it's not a medical problem okay who can i see then to address the psychological factors you know i think you deserve to identify and look at what can be changed and modified in your own life as well and dr phil before i let you go maybe you can talk a bit about encouraging men to come forward to man up to seek help uh, to seek treatment whether physical or psychological and not to just uh, suffer in silence and resort to you know temporary fixes uh, like pills yeah well i mean i think the the sad thing is you know we have these blue pills and everything which actually by right are meant to be prescribed uh, not over the counter not bought without seeing someone and ideally it should be with a discussion and that can be your first point of call where you know maybe you meet a doctor uh, who's who's able to prescribe these and then discuss the issues that you currently have just being able to ventilate sometimes reduces the stress and then the doctor can point you in the right direction that you know maybe you need to address this more longitudinally not just fix it you know sort of uh, put a bandaid on and pretend that it's not going to come back you know? so yeah I, i think that's one the other is uh, we i mean there's no embarrassment in actually talking about our human body and about you know our function to especially healthcare professionals we are trained to you know be are uh, respectful about everything that patients talk to us about and confidential in what we deal with as well so you know if you can't trust a doctor then there's well who are you going to talk to about these things right i mean you want to keep it in yourself and you know take it to your grave i, I have i think it's of no purpose and so i think men need to break that boundary and feel more comfortable discussing things that are affecting them especially Thank you very much Dr. Philip George, consultant psychiatrist and addiction specialist on shedding some light about erectile dysfunction and our mental health. Thank you and we hope Dr. you'll come on uh, on our next show sometime soon. All right? All right. Thank you. Thank you for having me. That's Dr. Philip George, consultant psychiatrist and addiction specialist as we covered the link between mental health and erectile dysfunction. But there's another angle that I want to cover, which is the relationship between men with ED and their partner or spouse. And for that, I spoke to a relationship counselor. In a marriage or in a in a relationship, it is very damaging. I think if you don't talk about it, I believe that it can lead to a breaking point. And to have a healthy sex life, the one thing that is most fundamental is communication. 
So tune in to our next episode as I talk to counseling psychologist and relationship counselor Sharon Ko on how to communicate about sexual problems to our partner and spouse. You know, like how do I tell them I have ED? All this in the next episode of Man Up Malaysia. I'm Kevin Francis, and this is Man Up Malaysia, encouraging men to get healthier, one pledge at a time.